0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience once again. You are joining us for episode 101 today, and I'm your host, Derek, as always. I hope you did enjoy episode 100. Uh, I think that turned out really well. The edit was definitely tough for me to get done, but, you know, we got through it. Um, you know, about 8 to 10 hours later, I, I finally got through that edit, so <laughs> we did get it done eventually, and uh, I'm glad you're all enjoying that now. And, you know, hopefully you guys liked um, our panel for that and how we ranked everything. But if you, um you know, have some different rankings for some of the games that we had on there, then let me know. You know, just hop on Discord, shoot me a message, uh, always feel free to send me an email, something like that. But today, as we teased during the episode, I did say that the next episode we're going to do is probably going to be having Zombie come back for a Borderlands 3 spoiler cast, and that is what we're doing today. So um, before we get into that, though, I will say at the top of the show here, our next episode, I think what I'm going to try and do for our next episode is uh, return to DVD, possibly. Um, don't quote me on that yet. I think I'm going to try and have ACC back on and talk some more DVD. It's been a little while since we uh, talked DVD. I think it's been about um, four to six weeks since we talked some of that. So that's what I'm thinking about at the moment. Um, I do have some backup options if that's not the case, but. We do try to bring that back every, you know, four to six weeks for one episode. And there is a uh, DVD event coming up, so we'll probably talk about that in the podcast. Maybe we'll have a zombie on there, too, because we're going to uh, try to do some ranking stuff for um, a specific thing. But speaking of DVD, that's basically what I'm streaming all next week. So next week is DVD week on the stream. So we're going to do some Dead by Daily all week. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, from 12 to 4 Eastern. That will be all DVD. So 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And then on, I believe, Thursday is the 25th, officially. Let's see. No, the 25th is the Friday. So on Friday the 25th, the winner of our vote was uh State of Decay 2. So we will have State of Decay 2 coming back on Friday. And it seems like it's kind of becoming a... Somewhat regular thing, because this Friday we did some State of Decay 2, and everyone voted. Uh, next Friday, State of Decay 2 as well. I did have uh, Outer Worlds as an option on there, but that did not win the vote. It was uh, two votes short of winning, so State of Decay 2 will be back that day. And the last week of the month will be a State of Decay 2 week, so we're going to lead into that with some State of Decay, and finish up the month with uh, some more State of Decay. The, rest of the month. So that's what we had to look forward to. But without further ado, let's introduce our guest back on the show here. Please welcome back, fresh off episode 100, Zombie Killer Rock. How are you, Zombie? Good, good. Nice to have you back. Yeah, glad to be here. And uh, I would have tried to have uh, Monty back here too, but uh, unfortunately he hasn't played all of Borderlands 3 yet, so he can't be a part of a spoiler cast. Yeah. So we're going to spoil all of Borderlands 3 here, and we're going to talk about um, my thoughts and Zombie's thoughts on it, which... um. We have very different thoughts on it, so...
1: <laughs> For the first ever time.
0: Well, I think we've had different thoughts before, but probably not this very... Um, yeah. <laughs> there's basically some beats of this story that I really, really don't like. And uh, Zombie doesn't mind, I don't think, so...
1: Yeah, I thought it was alright. But, you know... <laughs> debate.
0: Gotta love that. I mean, I, I won't say the Borderlands 3 story is trash. Like, I wouldn't go that far, but... I really, really dislike some of the choices they made in the story, basically. And, um, like I said in the episode 100, I think the Borderlands 2 story is much stronger story overall. Do you agree d- with that, or do you think 3 is stronger?
1: I, um, I, I've got, I can't make a decision on that yet. Um, I think the reason, I'd only be able to make an actual opinion on that once the DLCs have came out for 3.
0: But that's not officially part of the story, though. I'm talking about the main story.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know that. But, like, that's how I like to judge the games together. So, to, like, who had an overall better thing in general. But, like, with 2, I think the only reason it was stronger, in my opinion, it was stronger than Borderlands 3 story was because they spent, like, a lot of the time, like, obviously they spent a lot of time building up the villain. And even had a, a, a prequel, which really should have been a DLC, as we talked about in on episode 100. Uh, but, yeah if it was a dlc it would have been better but um but like but fair enough they had a dlc dedicated to like making a backstory like they they had everything like dedicated to obviously the villain of borderlands 2 which was good because it made you like hate them but not like obviously love them love hate relationship with them but with this one it's just like oh it's a new set of villains so i don't think everyone's grown as closely to them right off the bat so i can see where the hate comes from especially with some characters
0: yeah, I mean, I think, um, Tyreen especially could have been more of a fun villain if they flushed her out a little more. Like, I don't think they used her as much in the story as they could have. And Troy, I mean, like, Troy was basically an afterthought. Pretty much, you don't really get much of Troy in the story until you base him in the game. And basically, it's like, oh, hey. Troy's a boss now. Okay, we killed Troy. All right. Well, what's next? Yeah, That's kind it, of a Troy story. Yeah. yeah,
1: and even and even then, yeah, it doesn't even feel that big of a fight. It's just like, oh, it's just some annoying guy. Oh, he's dead. Oh, now let's get back onto the actual villain, Tyreen.
0: I will say though, um, which we will obviously go into order of the story in a second, but I will say, you know, um, part of the spoiler out there is after you do defeat Troy. I was going to be pretty upset originally that um, it seemed like Tyrene was dead too for the moment. I'm like, oh, no, that'd be a, such a horrible death if they killed her there, but luckily she wasn't dead there, so I was glad about that. <laughs> that would have been a really like, crappy death. Oh, man. Well, don't you agree? I mean, that would have been crappy way to it. Oh, like, oh yeah,
1: I know guys. that, but I loved the segment they did immediately <laughs> after that. I thought it was clever, that <laughs> I thought it was dead clever, in my opinion, so...
0: But I guess we should go, um, you know, in order of the story here. So we start off with our main story mission. There's 23 story missions here. We're going to try and um, talk about all of them as much as we can remember. Um, obviously, it might be a little bit hard to remember some of them. But the first mission is Children of the Vault. So, um, and then we have, we'll kind of talk about them in threes, I guess. That's the best way to do it. So we'll talk about three at once kind of thing. So we have Children of the Vault, From the Ground Up, and Cult Followers. Those are the first three missions you uh, take on, and basically, these missions, they're kind of just your normal setup missions. Um, They happen, you know, on Pandora, I believe, right? Yeah. And basically, you are just uh, figuring out what the Children of the Vault are, you're figuring out, you know, who Troy and Tyreen are a little bit, and basically, you're figuring out, oh, there's this cult that um, is formed around these two people, and basically that's going to be our villains of the game. And that's kind of what these first three missions are, pretty much, is just setting up, okay, these are the villains of the game, have fun. Yeah, it pretty much is,
1: yeah. It's just an intro.
0: So did you uh, like these first three missions? Did you like that kind of intro? or uh, I think it was a pretty good intro, I think it was yeah. a better intro than um, the pre-sequel did, and probably better intro than Borderlands 1 did. Mm-hmm. I just like how you were immediately thrown straight into the fight. Agreed, yeah. Yeah. And it was fun with Claptrap beginning too, you know, with him sneaking around. I'm like, alright, I'm going to sneak around with you, Claptrap. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, in my opinion, it kind of beats Boylan's 2's intro as well. Like, All they right. topped it. That's fair. They topped it. Because you're thrown right into a fight. It's just like, oh, oh, you're assigned. Oh, I'm. Uh, you meet Claptrap and then it's like straight into the fucking fight. You know what I mean? It's like, great. I I'm want this. <laughs> Like, I want to fight, so let's do it.
0: <laughs> uh, you want to fight, zombie? Alright. <laughs> I still remember... I will, we'll go again. I will take out my Moes, I will uh, drop my mech, and I will beat you again with those grenades.
1: And do you know what we will do as well? We'll have it so the weapon glitches out, and you start with no weapon, so I have to give you mine, and then go in those that hitting everyone with fists. But yet, you still die, and I don't. <laughs> I wonder what happened there, Blaze.
0: <laughs> well, you know, uh, I have beaten you more times in our uh, little matches, you know, we have duels against each other, so.
1: Yeah, with OP grenades that are getting nerfed, it's been confirmed. Fun times.
0: What? They're they're nerfing my fire grenade? They're nerfing everything, Blaze. <laughs> How have you not gotten Why? this by now? <laughs> That's my fire grenade.
1: First it was the loot, now it's the weapons.
0: Why? What's the point of that? How does that help anyone? I don't know. Apparently it's a the rumor. Fire room... grenade. Well, it, it makes fire. It makes things pretty.
1: <laughs> well, apparently the rumor is they're nerfing them, not like to the point where they're useless, but just a little bit. But,
0: but that's not fair. They're fire. Like, who doesn't like fire? You know, it's lights hey, up the well, sky. And it's well... nice It's beautiful. <laughs>
1: well, the Halloween event's coming out soon, so I'm guessing there'll be more op grenades within that. So maybe raining skulls.
0: But who knows? I like my fire grenade. <laughs>
1: Maybe raining fire skulls, then. Would that Which help?
0: hats off to uh cable by the way. I'll give him a shout out because he did give me that fire grenade. So thank you <laughs> cable for the fire grenade. Uh, you uh you, you made my day once I saw that grenade and um that Lucian's call. so you made my day with that too. That that's a great gun for what my build is. You know I, I have this fire belt that I love with Moe's and that gun causes a lot of fire too. So I like my fire. Lucian's call. Yeah, it's so good. Definitely like my fire damage. You know. What's probably uh we never actually talked about it in the Forlands podcast before, but out of all the podcasts we've done, um we've never really talked about like the types of you know elemental damage. what's kind of your kind of favorite elemental damage by the way um, that's a that's a really hard one actually hmm. I think they're all kind of fun, but I mean yeah I, I think the classic fire is just you know kind of fun for me it's like you know lists burn and shit yeah you know?
1: yeah, I love yeah I love using fire. Like, it's different because it varies with every single, um, obviously, Vault Hunter, like, what their strengths are. So, if you're playing Flak, for example, you're going to be using more, like, Cryo and Explosive to, uh, for his trees. Meanwhile, with the Siren, it's, it's, um like, it can be a mixture of all of them. So, it can be uh, Corrosive, you can have Incendiary in there, maybe some Explosive damage. Corrosive for flak as well.
0: And I will say too, the uh new radiation damage is really cool though.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like the yeah, the radiation damage, yeah.
0: And uh, that nice. that
1: replaces oh what's the name of the, I forgot what it's called. Corrosive, right? No slab. No slab.
0: Oh yes, yes.
1: I forgot is it, it's, it's the Iridium
0: one. Yeah, Slack. Slag,
1: yeah, Slack, yeah, that's a
0: Yeah, the radiation's fun though. <laughs> yeah yeah, anything else to say about our first three missions? I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. There's not, you yeah. know, too much going on there.
1: No, there's not too much going on, apart from that one side mission where you can find a bunch of head accessories for Claptrap, but apart from that.
0: Yeah, I mean, we can mention some of the side missions that come out of these if you want, but um, I think, you know, let's only mention them if we... I guess they speak to us too much, but none of those really speak to me a whole lot. Casper. Okay, but our next three, uh, Missions 4, 5, and 6, we have Taking Flight, Sanctuary, and Hostile Takeover. So, what's some of your thoughts on these?
1: Um, I love the build-up going into Sanctuary. I love that build-up. I love going on to Sanctuary itself. And Hostile Takeover... <sighs> where do I start with that? Oh my god. <laughs> I love it and all. But the amount of enemies they put in that mission kind of gets really annoying.
0: Was, like, it's a takeover, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I get it. And like, it's like, fair enough, like, there's the enjoyment in it. But for me, I kind of got a bit frustrated when you're playing it and you clear out, like, three waves worth of enemies. And then more come anyway. It basically gets all the work you literally just did to clear out an area. Because they all just come back. <laughs> Uh, but overall, the mission is fun until the boss battle where we both got frustrated. <laughs> well, do you want
0: to talk about who that boss was?
1: <laughs> Can't give a ball. I think it is, isn't it? Kagumaball, I'll take over Skywall and all that.
0: Was that that mission that he was in? Um, was that early? I thought that was a little bit later in the game, but maybe I'm wrong.
1: No, no I think
0: before. it's early. I, take over. I thought that was a little bit later, but. Actually, it might, it might be.
1: It might be a bit later. Actually, I might be confusing the missions. Also, I'll take over. Might be the other one where you find uh, zero, and
0: then you help him take some things down, and then you—that's it. Yeah, it doesn't have to do zero. I can tell you that much. Um, Yeah, zero's in that. Yeah. So basically, your objectives in this are talk to Ellie, use the drop pod, talk to Lorelai, contact Reese. Oh yeah, it's your first introduction to uh, Prometheus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Never mind, I'm getting the missions confused. Um. Oh, yes. The, the boss for this one is Gigamind.
1: Oh, yeah. Gigamind. I forgot about Gigamind. Yep. Gigamind's actually really fun. I like Gigamind.
0: <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, Gigamind I'm, getting the the... That, so. yeah,
1: I'm getting confused. Anyway, so, yeah, this is your introduction to Promethea, that Hostile Takeover mission. And I've got to say, Promethea in itself is a really fun place to be. I just love what, what they did with the whole
0: map in general. I think it looks really cool. I mean, I think you know that Athena's is better. You know, nothing really happens on Athena's because they apparently hate <laughs> Athenus. I don't
1: know why. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah you go there, do a story yeah. mission, and then that's it for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, never go back there. Oh, I find that hilarious.
0: Yeah, Athena's is so freaking cool, and there's nothing going on there.
1: Yeah, I, I just remember you guys nice. going. Oh, so when's the next time we go back to Athena's zombie? When's the next time we go back to Athena's might? you don't <laughs> you, you don't <laughs> you never go back there
0: <laughs> well i'm gonna have to do all the athena side missions because i love athena so every athena side mission i will do them
1: yep and the hunts and oh yeah yeah we can do we
0: can do the private b one as well anyway uh but oops. i will say with well, missions four five and six um we do have to give a shout-out to Mission 5 Sanctuary. It's not really much of a mission. It's just kind of checking out yeah. the sanctuary ship. But, you know, it is cool to uh, when you first get on the ship to check it out. Pretty much that whole mission is just basically just like, oh, go talk to Marcus, go talk to this person. Like, so it's not really much of a mission, but it's kind of cool to like, you know, see the mission. And be like, oh wow, this is where Marcus is at. Oh wow, this is where Ellie's at. But this is kind of cool, you know, and you actually get to see the ship for the first time. So is... it's really cool to see that home base.
1: Yeah, it is really cool to see that. But I like the feature the adds to this where if you speak to Marcus last, you get a free um, thing op- You get obviously a free like upgrade to like your ammo and stuff off of him. But it's only if you speak to yeah. The you, you
0: told me about that, yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I find that really cool. Like that, just like that's how like much specific like, uniqueness
0: it adds to that mission. But um, other than that, I think Haas takeover is a fun mission. You know, it's nice to see Reese again. I love oh, Reese yeah. from Tales from the Borderlands, so um, it's great to reintroduce him. Yeah, I was so, so I glad. do love that mission for that.
1: I'm so glad he got a main role in this. I thought when we came over to this game, all the people from Tales of the Borderlands would be like minor characters. But I'm glad Reese got a major part to play in this in this story this time round. And I said that throughout every single stream that we did. But I was generally glad because I like Reese as a character because I, I actually find him funny that he's the CEO, but he still freaks out about everything. <laughs> well, that's how Reese says, though. Yeah, and I find it hilarious. I just love it.
0: And uh, I'm going to say, you know, right here, uh, I'm going to call out uh, Gearbox. You guys have to get uh, Sasha and Fiona into one of the DLCs. You got to do it. All right? It's <laughs> a so Gearbox, when you definitely listen to this podcast tomorrow, because I, I know you're obviously all going to listen to it tomorrow, for sure. So, when you all listen to it tomorrow, um, definitely make <laughs> sure you got Sasha and Fiona coming into one of the DLCs. <laughs> Uh, right zombie I mean well, come I mean, on Sasha who out there doesn't who doesn't want to see them again like you know yeah, we, we definitely know. want to see them again
1: well Sasha's already been mentioned within an easter egg already
0: within the game so there's hints in them. where's my Fiona we, we need Fiona back too who knows like Tales from the Borderlands was such a fun game that I'd like to see a lot of people come back and, and maybe there's some big twist where like some of the villains from Tales from the Borderlands come back that'd be kind of cool too yeah, you know, I'd love to see uh, Vasquez again. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> Vasquez is just like a villain I really love to hate. Like I-, I loved hating him; it was really fun.
1: Yeah, Vasquez is the one that gets his
0: face mauled off, isn't it? Yeah, and you have to use Vasquez's face to get it somewhere. So how can he come back when he's literally had his own flesh ripped off his face? Hey, if Anthem Jack can come back as an AI, then he can come back too as an AI. Okay, yeah, explain to me how. At least with Jax, there's a reason why.
1: Like, it tells you the reason why. Because, obviously, it was implanted with him. I don't care about it. It's, Na- it's Nak- gonna Nakayama. happen.
0: So, we're gonna get Vasquez back, we're gonna get Fiona back, we're gonna get Sasha back. They're all gonna be back in one of the DLCs, because Gearbox is gonna bring back a DLC all about Tales from the Borderlands.
1: Yep, and just, for, and, they, and just for all of them to die, and Blaze just go, that was fucking shit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you, you watch, they're all going to die, and the hero of that DLC is going to be tanish
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then Blaze will just exit the game. He won't even say a word. He'll just exit, he'll shut down the stream, and he'll just leave. And we won't hear from him for a while, and then he'll pop up randomly on the next stream and go like, fuck that game, fuck that game. <laughs> and he'll just start swearing. Yes. He'll just start swearing for the rest of it. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on. <laughs>
0: Alright, let's get back on track here. So, uh, our next missions are the Impending Storm, Space Laser Tag, and Atlas at Last. And the Impending Storm is the mission where we actually go to Athena's. So, you know, I gotta give props to this mission because we go to Athena's here and I love me some Athena's. Um, you know, basically this mission, this is where we first meet Ava, which, um, we will get into some thoughts on Ava later, but. <laughs> But, um, you know, Ava, uh, see, I, I don't hate Ava, it, but just, what they did with Ava, it makes me need to hate Ava, even though I don't he,
1: hate uh, Ava. So, he, like, he does. He hates Ava. He actually does. He told me himself. No,
0: no, no. When he I did. first met Ava, I liked her. <laughs> I, liked her. I, I liked Ava when I first met her, but...
1: And then we got to the ending, like, and then you absolutely yeah, hated her.
0: <laughs> I don't hate her, I hate what they did with her. I'll say that, so... But we uh we re meet Maya here in this mission, we meet Ava, we go to some crypts, you know, we take down some uh rash and have some fun there. This is actually the mission that Zombie and I did on the stream with uh D He would join us for this mission. Remember that? Did I?
1: Yeah. So sorry sorry D if I can't remember that, but that was like <laughs> literally I don't know how many weeks ago. <laughs>
0: so I remember that, yeah, that was that was the mission that djen was on with us. Yeah. He wasn't on for very long, but he joined for this one. Yeah. So he helped us out with this uh, Athena mission. Yeah. And uh that's pretty much that. You know, that's kind of the yeah. gist of that mission.
1: Yeah, I, I kinda like the way like each Pacific planet has their own different species that live on there.
0: But uh that impending storm mission seven is literally the only mission in the entire game that's yeah. on Athenas, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep, so. Literally. You can go back there to do one side mission and that's it.
0: Like Honestly, I don't know if you think they will or not, Zombie, but they've they really got to have some kind of DLC on Athena's. Like, why create the entire planet and have nothing happen there? Like, they they got to have some kind of DLC there, right? Yeah. Yeah, they they probably will. They're probably planning to have a DLC on there.
1: Hell, we don't know. Maybe this Halloween event might take place on Athena's, for all we know. Maybe. Even though I'm probably wrong by saying that. And they probably already picked out a location where it's going to take place already. Apparently, apparently it's a different but, planet. I think.
0: You know, I, I gotta put uh, Mission 7, you know, top three in the game automatically, just because it's the only mission we have in Athena, so, automatically it has to be up there, because uh, I need to go back to Athena. <laughs> of course you do. Oh, Which, um, actually, there's some, uh, fun side missions involved in that, too. I remember, uh, Port of Prison, this is, like, a weird mission where this guy's, like, stuck in a porta potty remember that mission? And oh, um Jesus. basically you have to like follow the porta potty around and he gets like lifted and transported, and you have to like rescue the guy from the porta potty. It's like Wait. the weirdest mission ever, but Yeah, it's which fun. you
1: never do because once the the actual potty takes off, it basically ends up being, Oh, he's evil now while still in the porta potty And then you blow him up and that's that.
0: <laughs> Just uh, okay. And then I think we did this one too, uh technical nog out. I think that's where we got that nog grenade that can control nogs. Yeah.
1: But we yeah, never used a... it. We never used it because it was. Worth I never the time. used it, but I. I think I still kept it in my vault just because it's didn't. Uh, I blade. tried it. It's worthless. Really? In my opinion, it's worthless. It controls them for like three seconds and then they just turn back on you. So they could be literally like right next to you and they'll just turn and start shooting you
0: instead. That's kind of useless then. Yeah. <laughs> I think I kept it just I'm like, oh, that's kind of a unique, weird grenade. Let me keep it, I guess, so. Yeah. But, um. Space laser tag and Atlas at last. What do you have to say about those missions? Fun, <laughs> literally. Um, <laughs> All right, that's a, that's a big word there, me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it was really fun to do them. Even though space laser tag is the mission I was on about earlier, which gets really annoying. Uh, yeah, that has Kagura Ball at the end, and that's I know the we most annoying mission in the game. It is annoying uh... <laughs> because just imagine. You verse a massive, massive waves of horde, you clear them all out, and then another one just comes in. Basically making all the stuff you did worthless. It's just it's just that. Like, the enemies are non-stop, and it's like at a point where can I actually get a break? I know it's Borderlands and I like it, but on the other side I'm like, can I get a break so I can actually get health and reload and get ammo? <laughs>
0: Um, Well, but even the Katagawa ball, I mean, that has, like, three shields on it, and the thing keeps just reshielding itself, so...
1: Yeah, literally, the Katagawa ball, it has uh, this new um, bar of health to a boss, and it has a yellow bar, which is armour, and then it has blue shields to it, it has two shields to it, like, two separate shields, Um, and, oh my god, was that a pain, because... It got to the point where, if you were even watching the stream, I had to go into my, like, level, like, something or character that I'd already done the mission, just to come in and defeat it. (laughs) Because that's how sick of the mission we were getting.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the only mission in the game that I got frustrated with, I would say, because the Katagawa ball, like, if you're not leveled up enough, that's a hard boss. Yeah. Which is weird to say, because, like, I mean, the rest of the bosses... Honestly, like, this felt like the most annoying boss in the game to me, because, like, the rest of the bosses, they went down, you know, barely, I wouldn't say easy, but, like, they were, you know, appropriate difficulty, I would say. But I would say the Katagawa ball, for the level you are when you face this, like, it's fairly early on still, the level you are when you face this, it's it's a lot tougher than it should be.
1: Yeah. I think he did get some nerfs after, like, uh, week one,
0: though. Maybe
1: we can go base um, him again, then he'll be easier. Yeah, uh, he is easy. he's technically easy now. It's just because they patched um, Joe, where he constantly did that one spinny move that constantly kept one-hitting us. Yes. Yeah, he doesn't do that all the time now. It's like a one-off thing he does on like, his third stage.
0: Okay, that's not better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but it that's doesn't do that it all one. the time. So, yeah. Um, Atlas at last, what do you have to say about that?
1: Now, this going into Atlas HQ, and can I just say... I like Atlas HQ. I, I, I like, like, the whole thing of just having a, like, a war on the home front. Um, I, just, I just love that whole, like, battle that you have to do to obviously defend Atlas. Like, I love it.
0: That whole boss fight. G- that is a lot of fun, too. Yeah. And honestly, the so boss fight at the end to fight uh, Katagawa himself, that's a pretty fun boss fight. And, you know, yeah. he's uh, he's got, like, you know, multiple versions of himself, and you basically have to, you know, shoot whatever version you think is the right one. Yeah. It It is really fun. That
1: mission's really good. Like, both of them are for, like, fight points. So you don't get bored of those missions where you're just constantly running around. Like, Yeah, I think you do, said but... you farmed
0: that mission a lot, right? Where you placed Katagawa?
1: Yeah, I farmed it to try to get a certain um, certain things off of him, but I never did.
0: Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah.
1: Once you get to level 50,
0: that's all it is, though, just farming. But you get to see Reese's office and everything, which is cool. Yeah. And I believe that's where you uh, are mentioned the Easter egg that you see um, Sasha. Yeah. That Yeah, there's a picture uh, of her on Reese's desk. But we're we're kind of spoiling, or I guess not saying the best part of this, though. At the very end of the mission, the best part of the mission is you get to tell Reese whether to cut off his stash, or uh, keep it...
1: Yeah, and keep it in mind, this is another reference, because he will remember this. I love that nod, because he came from a Telltale series, so let's
0: add that nod into it. And I was like, great job, like, fair enough, (laughs) And I chose to cut off his stash, and the cool thing that I did with that is, if you choose to cut off his stash, it actually becomes a weapon trinket. So <laughs> yeah. you get it as a weapon trinket now. Yeah.
1: What's good about that is you could be—I was in Blazes' game when he cut off it, uh, cut it off. In mine, I didn't. So not only did I get the trinket for cutting it off, he
0: gets—he got to keep it in my one. <laughs> Which is cool. I like how they did that. Yeah. But moving on, we are going to talk about the next three beneath the meridian. Hammerlock and Lair of the Harpy, so what do you want to call out from these? Is there any of these that I'll speak to you more than the other ones?
1: The first vault boss. Under the Meridian. Beneath the Meridian? Yeah. Uh the Ravenger, that boss battle, that first vault boss. That is a really crucial point in the story. Because a lot of major stuff happens at that point. One of them yeah, the being, Rampager. Yeah, the Rampager is a really fun boss. I love doing that boss. Like I love the different stage it has, going from being just like, oh, it's not bothered about these vault hunters attacking it, to be like a full ass fucking like rat dragon that breathing all fire all over you. I'm like, it's a, it's really cool the transformation it makes. I'm like, okay, like it felt like a legit boss. It didn't annoy me or anything. I just found it really fun. Just
0: sit there and refresh me. I think it's a different one. I'm thinking of. this is not the one that tilts the stage, right?
1: No, no, that comes
0: later. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Rampager, um, I didn't really find them, like, super, super fun, but it was, it was cool, so. Yeah. and this Basically, is... <laughs> the mission is pretty much just beating the vault boss, that's pretty much all the mission is.
1: Yeah, part. and then, since this is a spoiler cast, don't say, obviously, the name of the stream, and this didn't warn you about this, but this is where we have our first major death of the game. And it's not a fun one. Not a fun one, indeed. Because we lose a character that I actually liked, who I personally played, in uh Bloodlands two on stream. We lose Maya at this point. We do. And I'm like, oh that hits that hits home. It's the first death that I'm like, oh that actually hits home. That hurts. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs>
0: and her siren powers transfer to Troy at that point. Yeah. Because basically Troy uh sucks the power out of her
1: and, mm. you know,
0: Ava's all sad and then pretty much, you know, Ava's yelling at Lilith because Lilith, um, didn't do anything, which, what is Lilith supposed to do, but, anyways.
1: Because at this point as well, the main villain Tyreen had already taken Lilith's powers off of her before they even got on Sanctuary, so she's basically a normal human who doesn't even have any powers, so she would have been useless in the situation. Yeah,
0: honestly, now that I'm looking back, like, maybe I really should hit Ava, because, like, literally, looking back, all Ava does all game is just complain.
1: I'm glad you finally noticed this. (laughs) That's literally all she does. (laughs) She just moans.
0: Oh yeah Like she she doesn't even fight. She just like, oh guys, why did you do this, guys? Guys, oh my god, this happened. Guys, why are you doing this? This
1: is the first ever time you hear a blaze voice break multiple times. Laugh at it while you can.
0: (laughs) Well, that's kind of how she sounds, though. (laughs) I I guess um in the first mission you meet her, like when you first meet her, she doesn't seem all that bad, but um quickly she becomes kind of annoying.
1: Yeah. At first she reminded me of a Tina. And then I was like, Yeah, at this point you have no right to be even compared to Tiny Tina. You don't. Now I'm
0: I'm honestly even we're not there yet, but I'm honestly even more mad about the end of the game now that I'm like seeing this more. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I hate the end even more. <laughs> but um, I will say, though, that in Hammerlock, we, we do meet my boy Brick again. So, you know, we got my boy Brick back.
1: And Tina. And okay And Hammerlock. Yep. Because let's add four back in right off the bat. Okay, I'll take it. Especially since. Oh my god, I can't believe you said this. Tina's older than me. That's weird. Because well, then she was like. Cool Considering she was like, like five plus odd years off of me, and now she's a year older than me, like I felt it kind of weird. There you go,
0: Zombie. You can date her now.
1: Oh, shut up. Yeah, like, well, just enough. You know, if you do side missions for her, I think she's already taken. Just saying.
0: Already
1: taken. That's that's an awkward. Whew. Uh, But yeah, Uh, do the side missions. missions, She isn't taken. But there's a weird scenario that happens, it's just... I would, I tried to explain it, but... Alright. I'd end up basically making everyone's heads go around in circles.
0: But the boss at the end of this is the Warden. Um, nothing special there, really. But This mission is more special because you get to see, you know, old characters again like Rick, Tina, stuff like that. Yeah, this is just a re- uh,
1: reunion mission, as I call hammer it.
0: Hammerlock. I've never been a huge fan of Hammerlocks. So I wasn't really super happy to see him, but Rick and Tina was happy to see him.
1: Yeah, and then obviously you get the bit where uh... Obviously, you find out that he's, uh, came out, and I was just like, okay, I did not know this. <laughs> I should have known this, because apparently it was in the law of, uh, BO2, or BL2, sorry, uh, but, yeah, apparently I didn't know, so. And I have nothing to say about it, because, just, okay.
0: Well, I'm sure when Tandis listens to this, he's gonna be like, zombie, yeah, you should have known that zombie. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he always likes to give you shit on that stuff, so. Oh, yeah, I know. But, um, then we move on to mission 12, Lair of the Harpy. This is about the midway point of the game here. And, honestly, the only really cool thing about this mission for me is we get to meet, uh, Wainwright for the first time. He's the leader of the Jacobs, uh, munitions. And, you know, he's a pretty cool guy, I think. Um, much cooler than Hammerlock, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. <gasps> so.
1: Uh, well you meet him in hammer locked first because he's the one who sends you, send you on the quest to actually rescue
0: I'm oh not... true true yeah my, my bad so i uh, actually talked to him more in this matchup.
1: yeah and uh then you have to head to his estate because at this point this uh, eden six is where we're at by the way uh and at this point he his family owned insects, and now it's at the point where it's just like Well, he doesn't. So he needs to get into his estate and get some kind of plan together. And that's what you're tasked with, is going into the estate and retrieving something for him.
0: And we do meet an Anointed Goliath in this too.
1: Yeah, and also, when you first encounter here, Hamlock's sister makes an appearance. And she was a DLC character for the the pre-sequel, Aurelia. And she's a villain now. Oh, my. (laughs) I sounded good when I said, oh, my, then. That was weird. I'm never doing that again. Okay. Anyway, nothing about that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, she's a villain now, uh, and yep, she's being a total uh, bitch to you.
0: And she basically wants to uh, kill her brother. So yep. So yeah, that's fun. But <laughs> yep. But um, then we move on to the Guns of Reliance, the family jewel, and Going road. So what do we have here, sir?
1: Well, what we have here is basically taking back Ian 6, and... Correct. This is where the plans start to come together to obviously take back Ian 6, and the family duel, which you mentioned, is one of the highlights, because this is where we meet uh, Baylex, and the, that dysfunctional thing with, obviously, Wyrmont Frav is a uh, ship that crashed in the jungle that you go to.
0: Yeah, Balex is really cool. He's one of my favourite new characters in
1: the game. Is it definitely not, because he's voiced by Ice-T? <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> well, to me, uh, the best new characters I think are Wainwright, Baylex, and Typhon D'Leon. That's my favorite three new characters.
1: Oh, wow! Well, we never get to see Typhon again. Uh, That's fun.
0: <laughs> I think he's still cool, though. Like, oh yeah, he
1: was cool. Yeah, uh, I love the introduction first time we saw him. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: But notice how I'll I agree. did not say uh, Ava in anywhere. anywhere. I did not mention anything Well videos.
1: because we've just gone out about how you bloody hater. <laughs> <her. laughs>
0: hmm. Hey I'm not alone Watch Angry Joe Angry Joe agrees with me Yep and that's where you got your opinion from the ending from That's not where I got my opinion <laughs> I have my own opinion but I agree with his opinion <laughs> Oh dear I think he is harsher than I am honestly
1: Yeah because that's Angry <laughs> Joe for you He's harsh and everything
0: That's true He's angry he uh, he's one of my youtubers i do like enjoy watching um he's just fun to watch sometimes
1: i we mean, may as well do i was saying because you have mentioned him like four times shout out to angry joe okay not like you'd ever be watching this
0: but you know no, no no, we don't do shout outs on the podcast zombie
1: not
0: you like just it. did the... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right like i felt like guests can't do it i'm sorry okay right. it won't happen again right Go on, Blaze, you wrote all the shout outs.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, unless you shout out like your mom or something, you know, that's alright.
1: But... I would do that. <laughs> Go on, you shout out your favourite YouTuber. Go on. Sorry,
0: I'm still in the limelight now. You know, if you wanna say, you know, shout out to my mom, you know, for letting me be on this podcast, you know. Yep, shout out to Blaze no. for not
1: informing me of that rule beforehand.
0: <laughs> oh wait
1: Oh wait, I brought the rule again dinner.
0: Oh, sorry. Whoops. But um <laughs> So in Guns of Reliance, we have to free Dalton basically. Um, That's kind of like the end of the mission, where we have to, our end goal is. But we are talking to uh, several different people along the way. We have to free some rebels. We have to um, work with Clay. And Clay's a cool character. I like Clay. I like Clay. Yeah,
1: Clay is pretty cool. cool.
0: Um, But honestly, that mission wasn't really like. It was kind of like a. eh, Mission to me, and it wasn't like super great, it wasn't super bad either.
1: Yeah, what I like about this Borderlands is there are no like fetch quests apart from at the start. Like, once you get into the heat of the game, like in the middle of the game, all of this is just non stop action throughout it i'm just always killing enemies constantly.
0: Right. Which I like. And as you said in the Family Jewel, we do find Balex, awesome character, and we get to kill Genevieve, so you know, uh, fighting Genevieve was kind of fun. Yeah. I, I, like, I like. I liked it, yeah. So, you know, rest in peace, Genevieve.
1: Well, but that's not the end of that saga.
0: Well, it's not now.
1: No, because when we head on to the next missions, or in this case, when we get back to the ship, she's inside the ship. Yep. Oh, well. And then, basically, all that is is just, oh, kill some bots... Go up to the main bridge, and uh, there Balex literally flushes her out the system, and then Marcus takes this use uses weapon
0: AI. Which, you know, Balex is a cool guy, so he makes sure we're alright, so. Yeah. Shout out to Balex.
1: Yeah. I just love the, like, after you get him, I
0: just love the stuff he says over, like, the comms. But, uh, going rogue is basically where we try to find out who the traitor is. So there's a traitor that, um, betrayed Wainwright and everything. And we have to try and figure out who it is, you know. Uh, we have to try and find Archimedes' ID, uh, locate Agent D, Agent Quietfoot. Yeah. It's a bunch uh, of different things. So we, we're there. locating all these different agents, and we're like, oh, okay, we'll locate these agents, you know. Uh, who's the traitor, and stuff like that. And um, at the end of it all, we find out that who is the traitor's app?
1: I forgot the name Archimedes. What? Archimedes, is that it right? Well, yeah, it's because it's kind of it's kind of one of those characters just like, oh, it's there for that mission and it's not
0: really a standout one. Right, but basically he's the one that you find the ID for at the beginning of the mission and uh they basically make it look like, oh, this this body looked like his body.
1: Yeah. Like, it wasn't actually. They his body. they do an awful job of that by the way. It's so predictable <laughs> who it is. <laughs> who obviously who the traitor is. <laughs> uh Could have done that better to be honest, but you know.
0: I didn't mind it, I mean Yeah, I didn't mind it. Was all right, but.
1: Yeah, and it's portrayed Clay by the way, not Wainwright. I don't think Wainwright had a bunch of rogues that works with him. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. My yeah.
0: Bad. Betrayed Clay.
1: I can just imagine that though. Like Wainwright in one of those outfits now.
0: <laughs> but um it's off of this mission though that we get one of our favourite side missions of the game, uh and that sellout. Yeah. Um yeah, that's when uh, Borderlands three sells out. Yeah, the game sells out. Uh, you know, there's no more copies left in the shelves, and yeah. you know, basically, uh, the mission is you walk into a GameStop and just buy all the copies. <laughs> the
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the mission. It's a real life mission, Mister like. <laughs> get on your VR, guys.
0: And then uh, after <laughs> it sells out, you know, GameStop goes out of business, and you know, it's a sad end to the mission.
1: Yeah, and then you get back to reality, and then realize what the mission actually is, which is technically. Um, Another one, a returning mission, so basically when Handsome Jack, back in number two, tells you to kill yourself and he will reward you, Tyreen does the exact same thing. And she has a whole death box already allocated to it, and obviously because we're sellouts players, we both did it, and we got her gun, and for the rest of the game, she just starts saying stuff over the gun. So basically it's a talking gun with her voice on it that basically keeps us talking and talking. And sometimes it's Yeah, annoying. it's kind of
0: cool, because, you know, after you already kill her or something like that, you can just keep using that gun and um, have a gun that, you know, reminds you her. So, yeah. it's kind of like a little keepsake.
1: Yep, until it gets really annoying, and then you're like, yeah, you know what, I've had enough.
0: <laughs> but, um, moving on, we have Cold as the Grave, Blood Drive, and Angels and Speed Demons are next missions. So, what do we have to call it here, then?
1: So, I might have this wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is the mission where uh, you're collecting parts or the last vault key uh for that planet because as you go to each planet you have to collect the vault keys by doing all these missions um and by this time you'd already done the yes, one.
0: this is the mission that you defeat aurelia
1: yeah and this is the mission where you defeat aurelia and you kill another vault hunter because you know i have that kill count uh, in my past And notice how, and notice how the only major deaths that have happened in this so far are all the bloody vault hunters.
0: (laughs) Oh man! They they couldn't kill, you know, this girl named Dennis. (laughs) Dennis. Sorry guys, I had a cough there.
1: But they just kill all of them. Yeah, but they're killing more pre-sequel characters. I'm guessing because he realised how much of a flop that game was, they're just killing off all the fault hunters from that.
0: Well, where's Timothy then?
1: Uh, Well, actually, there is a reference to him. I think he's alive, but he has a different name now. I think it turns out in the lore, he went into acting, like stage acting, on Prometheus.
0: Gotcha. So
1: that's where he is. There is tapes about Craig and what happened to him.
0: So, and it's kind of sad, those tapes, though. Well, um, moving on, though, we have Blood Drive and Angels and Speed Demons. So, what do you remember about those two missions?
1: Um, first time in a while, actually going back to Pro... Uh, not Promethea, because we've bit, we've, done, we've done all this arc on there at that point. Um, uh, going back to Pandora. And then having to chase... go into uh, having to go to, uh... Cannavora. And then... I'm trying to remember, like, half of it.
0: You're only trying to remember half?
1: Ah, <laughs> shut up. Well, but yeah, we forgot to mention as well, you know, Cold as the Grave after you kill Aurelia. That's when the uh, vault boss comes in there. Probably one of my favourite ones. The one that actually tilts the level. <laughs> there you go. Now now we're doing the one that tilts the level. Uh, Ward. Yes. And
0: I personally enjoy this boss. I think this is a really cool boss. Yeah, I think Ward's pretty cool, and... Um, from what you told me, that's one of the only bosses left in the game that's worth firming 'cause because they've turfed everything.
1: <laughs> yeah. Him and Tyreen, yeah.
0: But we'll get on to what Tyreen is later. So, um, where does the Angels and Speed Venus take us up to in the story? Because, uh, this is well, basically, I'm when we originally on, streamed it the first week, this is basically where we ended, and then we did, um, one more stream where we finished the story, starting with Revolve.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, beforehand, um, before we obviously took, like, obviously we took the break from it and stuff like that, we did, it was, the, that was the part we were doing, kind and we were reversing, uh, Pain and Terror.
0: That's where you had to next to do all that. I and mean, I'm trying to get you to, um say one of the big story plots here that happens in this mission that I hate because I don't want to say it.
1: (laughs) Okay, so then after (laughs) we defeat the Pain and Terror with the antagonizer 9000, which I I liked as a boss, I don't know if Blaze did or not, considering he kept not being able to even see the boss because it kept basically kicking him off the level so he couldn't do anything.
0: (laughs) I think it was a cool boss, honestly it was a cool boss.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was a cool boss until you realized that Blaze couldn't even actually
0: fight the thing. Basically this giant (laughs) machine that, um, (laughs) It's like a crop duster machine it's just like.
1: Yeah, I I like the boss. I thought it was a really a load of fun. I mean for people that obviously don't like getting killed a lot, I can understand why it would it be fun. <laughs> I know personally I you starting to get annoyed with it because every time you jump down, the chopping blade would be coming by and it'd knock you down every time. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, because I couldn't tell what was happening, so, like, I jumped down, and I was like, oh, shit, okay.
1: (laughs) Yep, and I'm dead now, and then he'd die, do the same thing again, and keep losing money, and then try to blame me for it. I'm like, well, I can't, I'm not, it's not my fault. I'm telling you when it drops, and then you're just dropping at the wrong time, but... Hey,
0: it was all your fault, Tommy. Everything's your fault, always.
1: Yeah. Probably it is, but... Go on.
0: What's what's the story element here? I, I don't want to say it. So don't make me say it. You say it.
1: And then the major plot line coming out of this, and this was at the point where we were both on the same level, and I hadn't advanced or anything like that. Was that Taris is a siren and Blaze was pissed, and I was laughing my ass off.
0: Yeah. Uh, to say that I was unhappy was, um. Understatement. A, a little bit of an understatement? No, it was um, a huge understatement. Because, Zombie, um, for anyone that doesn't know, do you want to tell the audience that, um, from Borderlands 1, who is the character I've hated from Borderlands 1?
1: Tanis, I mean, it's obvious because if you watch the streams, he says it all the bloody time, but, you know. <laughs> uh,. But yeah, he's Titanis, he's wanted her to die, and then she becomes a siren, which basically means in that one, she's got plot armor, which means she probably won't die. <laughs> for,
0: for four freaking games, I have hated this girl, and she will not die. Everyone around her <laughs> dies, she does absolutely nothing, she never fights a single thing, and in four games, she lives, everyone else dies. What the hell? <laughs>
1: Uh, I personally love it because you're just really getting you get annoyed by it, and
0: I just laugh my head off. Like, let's make anyone else a siren. Like, I mean, make Tiny Tina a siren. She'd be cool siren. Like, you know, she does.
1: (laughs) I actually like that to be honest.
0: (laughs) At least she blows shit up. You know, not good. Make Ellie a siren. Like, Ellie's cool. You know, everyone likes Ellie. Uh, Make Ellie a siren. Like, make make something interesting. A siren.
1: Nah, I don't think Ellie as a siren would work. Tina would work. I I I see Tina being a siren. Ellie, not so much.
0: Hell, you even make another guy a siren. You now Troy was a guy a siren, so you know
1: the first one, on the by guy the way, siren.
0: first one yeah. in the series, by the way. Like that touch. So let's have another guy a siren. You know, like um, anyone. Like let's have Brick be a siren. You know, he'd be a cool siren. <laughs> brick, well, actually, does fantasize about being a siren. Mm. See, there you go. So yeah, let's, let's take her powers away, give them to Brick. You know. He can just use his fists and, you know, beat up some stuff, and we'll be all good. Everybody will be happy. Oh, God. Nobody needs Tynas' siren. <laughs> Nobody asked for this. Nobody <laughs> asked for this, rock.
1: <laughs> Funny thing is, she's a siren, but she doesn't fight, and she has the worst power ever of just only being able to control machines to her bend and will. Basically meaning <laughs> that her as a siren is useless because she can't actually get into Fights without having a machine with her that she can hack.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Which is why you should give her powers to somebody like Rick that can already fight, because then he can do that while fighting. If they would have given it to
1: Tina, I would have been like, oh my god, best thing they've ever done. I would have loved that.
0: Yes. If they give it to Tina instead, and they make Tina a focal point, okay, I'm on board.
1: Let's do it. I'm on board because it's just Tina in general, and who doesn't like Tina? Tina's awesome.
0: And where the hell is my doctor Zed?
1: Um. Well, there's a whole law to that,
0: apparently. So,
1: um, apparently what to I-,
0: I want him back. To
1: he's not dead. There's a good start to it. Um, but basically, he uh, he basically didn't want to ever leave Pandora because that's kind of like his home world, and all of his customers are there. So he now owns. I'm pretty sure it's a caravan that goes around helping the people of Pandora. There's an actual there's an actual ad for it uh, on the videos around the map that you can hear. So
0: Well, we need to get him to leave Pandora and take over (laughs) Patannis. I don't think you will. But anyways, this is this is the point where I started to hate the story at this point. So basically we stopped um like our initial you know, we did like four or five days in a row Borderlands coverage at the start of the release, and this is where we stopped and then we didn't finish the last five missions for a while. It was probably like a couple weeks after that, and then we came back to do the Great Vault, the first Vault Hunter, and Footsteps of Giants. So, um, what do we have in here, Zombie? Uh,
1: well, you, first of all, the Great Vault. Um, you have a whole massive uh, cliffhanger to that, uh, being that, and this is what I was surprised about when we actually did it before. Obviously, we left it on the cliffhanger of. Elpis is the key to the Great Vault. It is. And when obviously... Troy basically tries to
0: pull it towards us.
1: <laughs> yeah, which he successfully does. Um, first time an actual boss has actually been successful at doing something on this game, on, on Borderlands. Um, so, well done, Troy, I guess. But, you know. Um, but yeah, he's basically charging Elpis... Uh, So, I feel sorry for anyone that was left on Elpis, because they're all probably dead now. Which is fun. And if not, they're all dead by the ending. Um, But, yeah. Um, So, Elpis is basically... We find out that Elpis is the key to the Great Vault. Now, at this point, we're like, okay, so it's just the vault on Pandora. Oh, okay. But, turns out, once you defeat Troy, and then you have what I think is a funny thing that happens, where it's... They essentially do a fake-out ending on you. They try yeah. they try to do a fake-out ending. and That's I've what I heard, spoke about earlier. Yeah, the fake-out ending. And <laughs> I like what he did. I found it hilarious. Oh, um, Ty, you think Tyrion's dead? No, she gets up, throws rocks on top of Ava, Lilith, and Tannis. Make you believe they're all dead. And that uh, Blaze would actually get his happy ending of Tannis being dead. But then you then realise that it's a fake ending. And then Tennis you know, obviously
0: he's alive still. Everyone's still alive. And then Blaze is like, "Oh, Yeah, see, if that was the real ending, that is a better ending. I would rather end the game there. Yeah. I, I I really would. Like, that's a better ending. Like, let's have them all dead. It's fine, you know? Ava and Tannis, nobody gives a shit. You know, whatever. They, they could be dead. What about I mean, Lilith? Lilith, you know. <coughs> Lilith, well, by the end, she's basically potentially did anyway, so she'd have a better death at this point. <laughs> Fair. Um, but yeah. Uh... And then, you know, Tina could take over and be, like, the cool siren. <laughs> you know, we could have uh, Baylex steer them around the area and, you know, have some fun there. We could have Brick come back, use his fist a little bit. Okay. Or Kai could snipe some shit. And, you know, we'd have a good time. Okay, like, okay. This ending would have been a good ending. I mean, <laughs> but you know, anyway. why anyway, they do a fake out? This would have been the perfect ending. Okay, so
1: they do the fake out and then and then this and then Typhon de Leon gets on it, and we learn that Typhon de Leon is the first ever vault hunter to ever have existed, and he goes basically Oh, 'Oh, you've doomed the whole universe, you need to come to me now on Necro de Feo. and Necrodefeo is the Iridian homeworld, which has been a myth for pretty much every single game um but then what you also find out um from that is that elpis is charging the great vault what you don't know is that the great vault is the planet you've been on for for these three games which the past two games of one and two pandora pandora has been one massive vault all along it has (laughs) what did you think of that i found that surprising
0: i thought it was pretty cool and honestly i thought it was cool um meeting uh the first ball hunter on Necrodefeo. you know i i liked his uh little lair that he has it's a pretty yeah. cool little lair with his uh two little robot companions
1: yeah i i like it as well because you get more lore on the eridians and like what their homeworld actually looked like and i've got to say Necrodefeo is probably one of my favorite planets of the game because it looks amazing
0: and that's also where we had that stupid cube that wouldn't open right for us.
1: Yeah, we have a cube. And one stream, I basically... Before, obviously, when we were doing it... I'll be honest, I played dumb. I already knew you could open it. Sorry. But I didn't want to just immediately go, Oh, we can open this. And then you go, Oh, how? And then go, basically, and open it at a low level where you'll get nothing. You know what I
0: mean? Well, I couldn't even open it anyways because the game glitched it, so... <laughs> yeah. Now, we basically spent one stream where we... Just literally screwed around all stream with cable. We're just uh, doing duels, trying to open these stupid cubes, and <laughs> it was kind of a weird stream.
1: Yeah, um, but you get to de Feo, and you talk to Typhon de Leon, and in the actual <laughs> pictures of him, you see a very tall, um, what some people were saying, handsome man. As much of the girls would say in the game, turns out he's a. Short midget. <laughs> and I just love the introduction to him where it, the camera's like, there at first you just see his shadow uh, crafting something. And then it just like pans down to look at him. <laughs> and I just love the line that he says, just like, what? We expecting something different.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it kind of works. That's...
1: Yeah, I liked it. It was fun. I, I liked the relationship with the bots as well because they have their own side missions and their own story arc. And I
0: like. As well. Yeah, I haven't done the side missions yet, but it seems, uh, cool, so... Yeah. I'll to try now. Um...
1: But then after that, basically, Typhon then helps you get the last key that you need, uh, to open, uh, Correct. basically the, do- the 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 doomsday, potentially, basically device, uh, to stop Pandora from actually opening, which is still weird to say. A planet actually opening because it's an actual vault that holds the Destroyer, which was the first thing you defeated in the first game turns out it's back and it's been imprisoned in pandora for ages um but yeah so you're doing all these missions uh to help them get all set up um you kill more malawan people because malawan's the villains for this and they have a fleet and i was like where the hell did this come from because for the past three games all we've known from malawan is that it's a weapons company and somehow they now have a massive fleet and they're evil just okay then <laughs> Um, but yeah, you do all these missions, Typhon helps you out, and then the major plot point you realise from this is the Calypsos. Um, that Typhoon is the father of the Calypso twins. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I know, um, you had a reaction to this, place. I found it pretty cool, like, when that was revealed. I don't know what you th- you thought.
0: For what part again?
1: Uh, when Typhon's revealed to be the father of Tyrion and Troy.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that now. Um, that was really cool, honestly, and I did like that story beat. So, I think that's a very, very cool story choice, and I really uh liked that he was their father. And it's kind of like, what? Wait, he fathered these people? Like, well, how? Like, how did they get off of there? Like, why are they bad now? Like, so. Yeah,
1: and I liked um, how they explained it, rather than leaving you on a cliffhanger. They, yeah, he, he explains it in his own words about what happened, and you really
0: do feel sad for him. Yeah, basically his wife died, you know, they were uh, trying to make a home on Neckert fail, and basically um, his kids, they liked his stories of adventures so much that they wanted to have their own adventures, and he couldn't really stop
1: it. Yeah, and it is sad because the line that he said, it, the line he says is sad, though, like, though, even though he was, like, a, a first-rated um, Vault Hunter, he was a third-rate Pops, and I was just like, I feel sad for him. Because he did try, but... Obviously, he it, it didn't try hard enough. And it resulted in nearly the end of the universe. So I think he, t- yeah. he, he kind of takes that guilt on his shoulders with that.
0: And we we have our last two missions, In the Shadow of Starlight and Divine Reformation. And, you know, his, his own kid uh, actually kills
1: him. Yeah, so you, do, you go through all this massive... Um, Mission of obviously activating not the Doomsday device just to have tyreen come in and destroy the Doomsday device so you can't actually use it, so that Pandora keeps opening, and then, um, Typhon tries to stop her, and yeah,
0: and at first it seems like he does, but then she kind of um channels some energy and shoots him backwards.
1: Yeah. This is where you see, like, the ma- like the big prime of, obviously, what Tyrene's power actually is like. And I find it, like, it is sad, obviously, seeing Typhon die, because he kind of, he, he goes out with a bang. Generally, I'll give him that. He goes out with a bang. Best way, he probably could have gone out, rather than being a wimp. So, great story arc for Typhon, by the way. Whoever wrote that, that was, like, really good. That was, like, jack levels of writing for that whole story. Yeah, that it was so good. Much
0: A much cooler character than, like, you know, someone like Ava.
1: Yeah. The way they wrote Typhoon, I wanted him to live still. Because I felt he was a really good character. Like, the way they really wrote the whole arc out in Neku DeFeo.
0: Yeah, he's very cool.
1: Yeah, the whole way they did Neku in my opinion, was really, really good. It's one of, like, the more best written parts of the game, in my opinion. Like, because the story-driven mode like, of, obviously, Neku is so good. It's really good, and credit to whoever wrote that bit because it's really good. It's touching and wondrous at the exact same time, and I loved it. I loved being a necrodefail.
0: But of Of course, you know that does bring us to the end here, and uh, the end boss is of course Tyreen. But what happened with Tyreen?
1: So Tyreen, obviously, with all the with all final bosses, the villain gets what they want. So obviously, like the Jack got, uh, handsome Jack got the warrior in the end of the second game. Um Tyrene becomes an actual god. Not in the way you'd expect, but she merges with the destroyer. And then you have to verse Tyrene, the destroyer.
0: Which Yeah, it's weird. It's like her head like pops out of him and
1: <laughs> Yeah. It's like a Resident Evil boss. That's that that's how it's the best way to describe that. Uh but it's a really, really fun boss battle. I know because obviously, um obviously you had to go somewhere, Blaze, at that point, right? You we obviously we had to like have it done in like a twenty minute gap, so we kinda rushed the final boss battle. But if I was to take you through that again, like doing it legitly, right, you'll see how much of a really, really fun boss battle it was. And how like how like long it takes but it's really fun.
0: Yeah, I think it was pretty fun too, and uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And yeah, then that part I enjoyed at least, but uh, <laughs> what comes next I didn't enjoy.
1: And then we get the ending, the controversial ending. Were for the first ever time ever, guys, get this, we actually have separate opinions, completely separate, not just slightly. We have completely separate opinions to the ending, and now this works into into a debate. Um, but yeah, so the ending takes place. And the great vault's still opening, even though you've defeated the monster inside of it. Elpis is still turing, like ripping Pandora apart. And there's no, and as Tannis says, there's no way to literally turn this off unless you basically get rid of the moon. And judging off a um, going off a quote that Ava said to Lilith at the start, when Lilith wasn't exactly in the right state of mind to fighting a war. Yeah, if you have to go towards the fire, Lilith does that at the end after getting her powers back, and runs towards the fire, and essentially sacrifices herself to save Pandora, and basically leaves her uh, symbol of the Firehawk on Elpis as, like, a guardian to watch over, essentially passing the torch to Ava. Now, I liked it. I li I like this engine per- in in my way personally, I liked it. I liked the way they did it, and then the song at the end I liked as well. Uh A Girl on Fire, by the way, that's the song that they had for the credits, and I liked it. Um thought it was touching. Um But I know people that didn't agree with me on that ending and one of them is Blaze, and I'll let obviously Blaze do his
0: opinion of it now, so Well I mean, after the ending I basically just sat there on stream silently for a little while. And um <laughs> I was kind of just stewing my own thoughts, and then uh, I had to let it out that that was a horrible ending, and it was worse than the ending for Borderlands 1, worse than the ending for Borderlands 2, and worse than the ending for the pre-sequel. It was the worst ending of any Borderlands game. Worse than Tales 2, so by far the worst ending of any Borderlands game. Um, the ending is complete shit. There is nothing redeeming about it at all. You basically lose a character in Lilith, which, whether she's alive or not, you, she's pretty much out of the picture at this point, so... You basically lose a character in Lilith that had been there since the beginning of the game, the beginning of the series in times 1, and was this commander that we can all trust. You lose her. In return, you get Tannis as a siren, who does nothing, does not fight anyone, and literally just sits in the office and barks orders at you, which, no one likes that, I mean um, she basically tells you, oh, go find me this, go find me this, while she just sits there and does nothing, and she gets to be a siren, and gets to have some control in the game, and then, of course, you have Ava, who, uh, you know, she gets to be a siren too, and she basically is left in charge of Sanctuary, and left in charge of the entire team, when, literally, her contribution to the team has been complaining the entire time, whining about everything... And she has not fought a single thing. She doesn't do anything, and she basically becomes a siren and takes control of the entire team when there's all these other people that actually do actually matter in the game. So basically, you have um you know Ava and Tannis leading things when they're the two most useless characters in the entire Borderlands series, and you basically have you know useless characters uh leading you along the way. That one, the end.
1: Yep, that's over. Um, For me, if they would have put more of, like, a story feel to Ava, I feel like it kind of would have been somewhat justified, but in DLCs, we might actually find out what happened to Lilith, or we might have, like, a time jump, or something like that. Well, yeah,
0: if they made Ava's story worthwhile, then, like, if they made her earn it, then I'm cool with that, but neither Tannis nor Ava earned any credit. So, like, they didn't do anything to earn anything. I mean, if they had, like, give it to someone that's earned some credit, like, you know, like, I know you say he doesn't want it, but, like, make Mordecai the leader or something like that, at least give someone that earned credit the credit, like, Ava did nothing, and Tannis did nothing, they have both done nothing the entire series to earn any credit, especially Ava, I mean, like, Tannis, even though I hate Tannis, at least Tannis has been there since the first game, at least she's, like, been around. Like, and you're still not even going to give it to Tannis? Like, at yeah. least if they gave it to Tannis instead of Ava, I could at least say, well, I, I hate Tannis and it sucks, but at least it's more Ur. But instead, the one in charge of Satuary, in charge of the entire operation, is this little girl Ava who we just met this game and all she did all game was wine. And she's in charge of everyone?
1: Yes. <laughs> um. But yeah, DLCs might confirm something different that's happened, um, along with a few other things. It just
0: depends solely on that, really. Well, uh, you know, unless the DLC uh, suddenly kills off Tannis and Ava and, like, you know, Fiona is now in charge or something, I'll, I'll, I'll be good with that, but, you know, like. <laughs> well, I don't maybe think the DLC Lilith is that entirely... isn't actually dead, and maybe you play as Lilith and actually get off of Elpis. I guess that'd be okay, but I mean, like. Honestly, I'm never gonna be super, super thrilled until Tannis dies. Like, <laughs> uh, hopefully, you know, Borderlands Four they can grant my wish. Like, uh, they they gotta kill her off at some point, right? Like, I mean, Doctor Z can come back. You know, he can he can be the doctor. We don't need another doctor. We got Doctor Zed, He can be our doctor. Tannis can just die, and the world can be happier. <laughs> I mean, we want the world to be a happy place, don't we? Yeah. Everyone wants that, right? okay, so let's just kill Tannis, you know, the world's a happy place, and we can move on with our lives. <laughs> I feel like at this
1: point, you're slowly
0: going insane, please. No, no, no. Listening to Tannis is uh, going insane. <laughs> uh, fair. I mean, Borderlands 1, I had to listen to all her little audio files, and, yeah, I, I, I grew a dislike for her pretty early on. Fair enough. I mean, I, I can't get behind a character that literally does nothing except send you on fetch quest and they have no merit to them at all like there's no nothing tanis has ever done that has like you know wow that's tanis she's a badass like she's far from it so yeah <laughs> i mean hell like i'm not a huge uh hammerlock fan but like you know make hammerlock the leader or something like at least hammerlock done shit in his life i mean at least you know Hunted some big game and shit. I mean, hey, at least the guy has done stuff. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go behind Herlock, you know? Why not? Or, or hell, make Baylex our leader. Baylex can be a leader, you know? Ice T is our leader? Why not? Mm, I mean, fair. these are all better options. Every one of these is better options. Right, you know who could be the leader zombie? Still a better option than Tannis. Still a better option than Ava. You know who could be our leader? Okay. Baron Flint. Oh, for God's sake. We could bring him back.
1: Yeah, unless, you know, you have something that can bring people back from the dead.
0: It's Borderlands. There's got to be something out there. There probably isn't. Okay. We could bring Baron Flint back. He could make his grand reappearance, and he could be the new leader. you <laughs> could all fall Baron Flint. <sighs> God, you're never going to let that go, are you? Probably not. <laughs> but anyways uh that's the story of borderlands 3 so any uh other thoughts
1: um well i like the story and obviously you, you obviously see uh the rating obviously i gave on the obviously
0: the 100th episode uh podcast
1: uh, i thought it was solid oh, don't get it wrong like
0: i, I like the game I, I like borderlands 3 as. A oh game. yeah i just don't like the story like like I, i'm not like my disdain is not disliking the game like I said on the Borderlands, um, when we talked about Borderlands in the episode 100, I even said that I like the Vault Hunters better in Borderlands 3 than Borderlands 2. Like, I think the Vault Hunters are actually better uh, Vault Hunters. So, you know, like, Moe's, Black, like, I think the Vault Hunters in Borderlands 3 are more interesting than the uh, Vault Hunters in Borderlands 2. So, I definitely give props for that, and I think it's better in that respect. But I think, um, other than the Vault Hunters, I think Borderlands 2 did everything better besides the Vault Hunters. Fair enough. But we'll see how the DLC goes. Maybe um we haven't, you know, seen the DLC yet. Maybe the DLC of Borderlands three will be better than Borderlands two. You yeah. never know. Well the first event's coming up soon. Yeah. Uh do you know a date for that so we can let people know? It's October
1: twenty second, I think. Alright.
0: Uh I think that's the same day that the Dead by Daylight event starts, so if people are fans of both, then um that would
1: be kind of tricky. <laughs> there are events currently going on as well for the ten year anniversary on Borderlands three. Um right now the event currently running is um the Iridium Rush. Iridium Rush, where you can get um Iridium from like casual enemies now rather than just like bosses and stuff like that. And you get more of them from obviously the iridium stacks. That's the
0: event they're currently doing. Fair enough. Well, you can go do that event, or you can wait for the one on the 22nd, but um, there's some events coming up. Hopefully we'll have our uh, first DLC, you know, fairly soon, and we'll jump into that, and we will definitely podcast about that, too. Um, This isn't the end of our Borderlands coverage. We will definitely do more coverage on Borderlands 3, but um, I'm not sure what the next episode will be or when it will be, but we will definitely have more episodes about this game in the future. So, um, that being said, recap some of our news real quick. Our next podcast, I'm going to try and make that a Dead by Daylight podcast. We haven't talked about Dead by Daylight in a little bit. And I think it kind of fits well because next week we are streaming Dead by Daylight all week. So, um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern, we'll be streaming in Dead by Daylight. We're, we're going to find our lucky totems. You know, Zombie and I are going to be basic sisters. Right, Zombie? <laughs> uh, these are all references to um, our, our last Borderlands streams. Or not Borderlands, but um, Dead by Daylight. So... Uh, If you don't get the inside jokes, go back and watch the previous Dead by Daylight streams. (laughs) Um, We will be back with some Dead by Daylight. We'll have a lot of fun with that. And hopefully we will uh, escape and you know get a lot of blood points. I'm going to try and level up my Nancy more. And then on Friday next week, we are playing some State of Decay 2. We are going to try and get more of the uh, clothing items and get more of the bounties done. Try and get more of that shirt up. I haven't had a lot of time to play lately. So we're going to try and get as much of that as possible. And keep working on that stuff. And that's kind of what we have coming up. But Zombie. How can people find you? If they want to find you.
1: Well you can always find me on uh, Blazes streams. And you can find me in the discord. Uh, If you mention me. I'll obviously respond. So same on stream as well.
0: Fair enough. And for me. You can find me. On the Discord as well, you can find me on Twitter or my Xbox Live Gamer Tag at Blaze Experience. It's capital B, L A I S E, capital X P E R I E N C E. You can also find me on Facebook and YouTube, but I don't get on there as often, so um just be aware that I will be more delayed in my responses there. I'm probably most active on Discord first, and probably Twitter second. It's probably my second most active. So uh, that's the best way to catch me. You can also email me as well if you want to, uh, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. And we also have a Patreon. If you want to become a Patreon member, we do have some bonus podcasts for $5 tiers and above. But for as little as $1 a month, you can get some uh, rewards. So definitely check that out at patreon.com slash blazeexperience. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash blazeexperience. We also have merchandise as well. You can find that at teespring.com slash blazesprings or teespring.stores.com, uh, I believe. Let me get to that link real quick. But um, that's T-E-E-S-P-R-I-N-G. So that's how you spell Spring, And you can go to our storefront. So teespring.com slash store slash That's the official link there. So check that out. I would definitely be happy to... Um, have you guys order some merch. I showed off some of the merch on my stream. I have a t-shirt and a pillow on there. There's uh, stickers. There's other shirts. There's um, leggings. Lots of different stuff. So definitely check it out. And um, let me know what you think. You know, If there's an item on there that you see on Teespring that you would want me to include, then uh, let me know. But that being said, if you're listening to the podcast, then you obviously already know where to find it if you want to try and find it on different, uh, sites and apps, it's on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Radio Public, Blueberry, Podbean, bunch of directories. So just, um, type into your search bar, the Blaze Experience, you will find us somewhere. And we're also part of Podcast NH. So definitely check out PodcastNH.com as well and find out some other great podcasts there. And, that's about it for us, so um, definitely check out those places. If you don't like apps, it is available on my Discord. Every episode is posted to my Discord, the direct download link. So just check the direct download link section, and you can find every episode there. And download it directly to your phone or device, that way you don't have any apps on your phone or device. But, Zombie, thank you for being here. I do appreciate it, and um, we will hopefully see you again soon.
1: Yeah, it was fun.
0: And you'll be catching up the modding soon with more of these episodes, so, you know, take that record. Yeah. But thank you, everyone, for listening to The Blaze Records.